Welcome to Good Girl Soup. I'm Susan. I'm Kelly. I'm Court. And today we are talking about our favorite music from movies. I mean, if we're talking about music from TV shows, you know, this would be like a never ending podcast. Anyway. <laughs> well, I did cheat. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know who she added in. You as, know. Yes. As usual, we, you know, made up our own rules as we went along. I yeah. mean, one of that's them had to be a TV show for me. Yeah. Absolutely. The other two are films. Okay. Sure. So before we get into our, our top three or whatever, how many <laughs> plus, ever plus, we plus. chose, plus honorary honorable mention yeah I have a few others to mention but without any details just like Mm -hmm. naming names Mm -hmm. before that uh anything else that that you guys have watched that you want to recommend or talk about in addition to just my normal weekly stuff I watched Breaking last night with John Boyega Mm -hmm. rented that you watched it too Court yeah um was it film independent had it a couple weeks ago so I checked it out missed it there so I rented it oh well yeah really well done and yeah. i sent you that newspaper article that came across um my twitter i was like it made me think of that movie immediately mm, yeah Very, and of course you, you you guys know i cheat i was watching it and because it's based on a true life story i was like i need to know what happened to him yeah. <laughs> so yeah no yeah. i just stuck with it and then yeah that's the guy who wanted his money back Mm-hmm. okay yeah the va disability okay yeah. i yeah. think i watched that either yeah i did watch it when it was at sundance mm. so that's well, why yeah. it's like it's vaguely familiar yeah <laughs> that was what nine months ago yeah <laughs> eight months ago yeah so so it's coming upon us again sundance yeah yes, it is. yeah gotta get oh ready gosh yeah mm-hmm. so I, I think i'm just gonna have to hear about it from you two this time mm. Mm-hmm. I already know that. <laughs> so, <laughs> one or two movies, we'll see. Anyway, yeah, because I think we can buy them by the movie. I don't think we have to do yeah. a whole pass. So, why don't we do that? We watch three movies or two. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. let's just do that because I didn't watch them. I just bought them by the film. That's mm-hmm. what I ended up doing. I got the shorts yeah. and by the film. That's why mm-hmm. I didn't get breaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Susan, you're the okay. only one who got a big pass yeah a special thing so we'll just do it by the film yeah there you go i remember the the first year we did it you know they had the all access pass like oh yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) i went crazy with that like i can watch all day every day for a week yeah it's exhausting yes it's a lot of fun though yeah Yeah, we all have too much to do now Absolutely. Oh my God, we have lives outside of this podcast. Oh no. <laughs> I know. Like when we first started on a regular basis, there were no lives outside. <laughs> so, you know, but now there are. We're back outside again. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> anyway, I, I watched the movie, uh, BJ Novak's movie, Vengeance. Mm-hmm. it's on peacock yes and it was very good i recommend it cool 
Okay. I'll check it out. I did see it popped up. So um, I'll add it to my list of things to watch. Mm -hmm. And I was telling you guys about it, but I believe for the rest of this month, Peacock is offering was a dollar 99. I think Disney's doing the same thing, but Peacock is special because they're, they're trying to entice all the days of our lives folks, because days of our Mm -hmm. lives is no longer showing on network TV for the first time in 50 something years, I think. Um, They're now only (laughs) streaming. Yeah, longer than that. Because like, Days of Our Lives started a couple decades before I was born. Oh, wow. No. So I got the year completely really? wrong. No, I'll, really? I'll double check just well, to make sure. Well, then let's look it up. Let okay. Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> well, one of them started in the, at least one started. No, no. In All, most of them started way, way before then. Yeah. Like the oldest ones, the ones that have since been canceled, um, like they started way before the 50s. All right. Like I'm they started curious. on the radio. Right. Mm-hmm. Actually, so Days curious. of Our Lives started on the radio too, and then made the move to you know, oh, okay. network TV. Right, let me let me right. look it up. So yes, please. Nineteen sixty-five. But okay. remember, so that's radio not decades too. before I was right. born, but that's uh, years four four years before I was born. Yeah, but now they've made the straight move to Peacock because a lot of people are doing streaming now, and we're thinking that that's going to be the new life of whatever remaining soaps. Uh, and for those who like Peacock, for whatever reason, if you want to check out Days of Our Lives or a lot of the really good movies and shows they have, you can either get the deal for $1.99 or $1.99 this month or $20 for the whole year. Wow. Wow. So okay. They didn't offer me that, that when I signed up to watch the Emmys. We'll have to double I did $4.99. Yeah. Mm. Like that, that's not cool because that's yeah. what they've been advertising to all the soap ladies and yeah. men. I mean, that's fine like 4.99 was totally worth it to me to watch the emmys yeah. mm-hmm. so good mm-hmm. but yeah they should be consistent mm-hmm. I, I agree i don't know what happened with that because that's mm-hmm. all they've been advertising yep. like on my timeline yep that yeah. was rude yeah. yeah now unless that was brand new people and i wasn't brand oh, new maybe yeah. maybe maybe yeah they recognized your email yeah. address like oh you're <laughs> well, yeah, because i i signed in <laughs> yeah and i i have a free account and I've yeah. subscribed before. And so I guess to come okay. back for this. Well, that's, so that makes that's sense. different. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But that's probably since they're doing that, that's maybe why Stars is also doing that. They said, please come back. Please come back. We're all for you <laughs> the whole year for $20. Mm. I'm like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> There's still nothing I want to see. No. Yeah. I, I think I still have them all because we're going to sit here and talk about streaming. Uh, I think I told you all already. I have Paramount. I had the annual thing for Paramount already, but now Paramount is going to be, um, uh, what's it called? Merging with Showtime or they've already merged with Showtime. They're going to mm-hmm. end up having one app. Um, and I was able to enroll with Showtime and it just cost me an extra 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. That's cool. My already annual thing. So yay yeah. for that. I'm trying to do more annual stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like this getting hit every month with all of the different subscriptions i now have it's a lot yeah, it is yeah. a lot it, it gets to be like cable i mm-hmm. have not gotten uh, mine have not gotten to be like cable mm. so it, it still does. costs me way less yeah. yeah do it this way to do than to do with cable and having the subscriptions to streamers yeah still get a lot of exclusive content yeah. And it is still less than cable because I have friends who were complaining about cable being like over $200 and that's insane to me. Yeah, absolutely not. 
cut the yeah, cord. Leave. I exactly. cut a long time ago and I'm quite too, happy. Year. It's been mm-hmm. years when people mm-hmm. are asking me, well, then how do you watch anything? Uh, Netflix. <laughs> I mean, I left as soon as HBO mm-hmm. became HBO yeah. now. That's exactly, that is the day that I left cable. As soon yeah. as I could get HBO as a standalone thing. Mm-hmm. See HBO. We love you guys. Yeah. Y'all. They figure it out and oh do it right. I mean, get it together. The way, the way yeah. Paramount's doing it, it, it sounds right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it's like shows are not disappearing. Right. It's, you know. Right. Why so should like, hey, we be How worried? about this thing too? Mm-hmm. HBO has done so much right with all their programming. Why is this going so bad? Because they're not in charge. Because the parent company is in charge. It sounds exactly. Like. Oh, okay. Exactly. Yeah. And it's all about saving money. Yeah. But Whoa. when they, when HBO has creative control, yeah. things go really well. Yeah. On the whole. Yeah. On the whole. Absolutely. Um, and what's happened like over the last couple of weeks or months behind the scenes is very much going to hurt warner and maybe not hbo because a lot of the talent like they're very distrustful now and they're going to want to go with people that they can trust like um, because apple. like apple because what's happened um a lot of the shows that have disappeared they've been deleted like the people who created them they no longer own them they don't have access to them so someone i can't remember exactly what it was created this whole animated series for their child <laughs> like or you know not for their child they got paid for it and gave it to hbo yeah. of course um, but like they wanted their child to be able to see it one day. And it's not like other things where, oh, I have this DVD or Blu-ray or physical media. See, I'm telling y'all right. physical media. I still get it. Right. That's why yep. I get it. Um, yep. But because th- all that stuff is gone. They wiped it out. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. horrible. Like give me yeah. the option of at least having a copy. Yeah. 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 Or if you do buy it streaming service, you know, if you can download it yeah. somehow. Exactly. On a, and then. I don't know, put it on a device that's right. Mm -hmm. Not connected. Yeah. Yeah. So yay. Yay, physical media. Never Mm. go away. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Mm. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is not an Emmys show, but can we just say real quick? I am so sad that Better Call Saul didn't win anything. And apparently they have been nominated 46 times and never won a mm-hmm. single Emmy. Wow. wow. But you know, they have one more chance because and it, uh, they yeah, but, did their the second right. half after June, but July. over a year will have gone by between that and, and those forgotten Emmys. And right. yeah. Emmy voters are like, what one last year? Oh, let's vote for that again. Exactly. Yeah. It's going to be succession again <sighs> and Ted Lasso. I mean, Ted Lasso, great, but I mean, succession yeah. for drama, even though, I mean, do we need, I, and I do love the show. I watch mm-hmm. succession, mm-hmm. but do we really need more glorifying of billionaires behaving badly? And isn't nope. that redundant? Yeah. On the whole, not yeah. hashtag, not all billionaires, but you know. <laughs> most yeah <laughs> yeah I, I the one thing i can say about this year is i was happy with the different faces that was seen on stage yes and that was like with the first couple of hours but then in that last hour you're like okay well this is more of the same they're like okay we threw y'all a couple of bones over here and though these people are really great 
Like, I don't want to see the same people year after year after year. I love Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso was amazing. Yes. But hey, this other person's here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it wasn't Let's try this. as amazing, you know, didn't necessarily do I didn't want to say that. that. I don't want to say well, that. I'll say it. I will say it. We'll okay. Because it. <laughs> yeah. it it's true. Like with, with everything else that they had available, like it, it wasn't on I think top. We saw them all. Yeah. We did. We did. I was happy about White Lotus. Yes. Like, yeah. That was Yeah. Good. That was a fun show. I'm looking yeah. forward to the next season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say there should be a rule, but. Yeah. But is it really a limited series? If now it's coming back for a second season exactly no well it's, it's, an, it's, anthology. it's an anthology oh okay okay yes okay okay because it's going to be at a different hotel different characters supposedly right. different characters yeah mm-hmm. i can appreciate that then hmm, who had your favorite speech uh lizzo and uh cheryl lee ralph yes mm-hmm. absolutely oh uh and the one that was the most ridiculous, not from the speech giver, but the situation, yeah. Quinta mm-hmm. Brunson, fucking Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Yeah. Get I'm, I'm, up yeah. and get out of the way. So, yeah. Yeah. He apologized later, apparently. Yeah. 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 When she and, came on his show. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and Shirley Ralph dressed him down. Like, how oh, did yeah. you? Yeah. Um, but also the cameraman, like why, why or camera people? Why couldn't you just tighten in on her? We did not need him in that shot. That was her moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fucking white man had to be about him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, I didn't mean, but like, that's, that's what it is. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Oh, before we jump anywhere else, I did not go to the movies this week because I had other things going on with work and home stuff. Um, that Woman King, I'm still going to go see that. But I did see Barbarian. I can't, I don't think I talked about it last week because mm-hmm. we were doing other things. Oh my God. Uh, Susan, you're not going to want to watch this in, in, by yourself. So when it comes <laughs> on digital, we can watch it together. Like okay. I'll we can, like Zoom together or something. But okay. it was amazing. <laughs> this year, we've gotten oh. some really unique storytelling and like legitimately scary movies so i'm very excited about that and i'm waiting for more stuff to come um kelly i think you would enjoy it too i had georgia campbell um and a couple other folks but georgia campbell like i really love her i enjoy her very much um what else did i watch oh so of course the network shows are starting to come back and like (laughs) i with streaming i don't have time for network tv so i'm still catching on up on stuff from last season like the cleaning lady oh, i kept okay. looking at hulu mm-hmm. hulu was like okay well we still have this season available for you and all of a sudden it was like this will expire on sunday so oh. i was like oh crap so that's what i've been doing between the leftovers and everything else i've been watching the cleaning lady it's only 10 episodes mm-hmm. but if you have not seen it um and if you have on demand tnt still has all the episodes mm-hmm. i just saw that this morning so i didn't have to rush but i really did because the show comes back this week okay so oh my god um but basically this cleaning lady is in the united states illegally or let's say undocumented because her son is ill and she's trying to get him in this trial um and of course she sees some things while she's um doing some cleaning because she works at some of the hotels in las vegas and Mm, she gets hooked into the underworld it's really pretty it's really good so I recommend, even though uh, people have probably already watched it already. I'm like, Courtney, you're late. I know. I'm like a year late. 
I'm That's here okay. late. Yeah. Did you guys see last week tonight with the police, the law and order thing? Yes. No, mm-hmm. I'm behind. Okay. Well, I, I just watched that segment just because cool. I heard about it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it's on, it's on YouTube if mm-hmm. you want to watch it. Um, but of course it was talking about propaganda and like I, I've cut out a lot of my cop shows just because eh, I, mean, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I can't watch that. I can't see it. I started watching The Rookie again, though, because Niecy Nash is going to mm. get, she has her own spinoff, um, Rookie Feds or whatever. Okay. And she's like this ex-guidance uh, counselor and other things. So she's, like, she's not your normal federal agent or person who's like out to get like this person. Like she's really trying to help. So like that was actually really interesting. I watched her episodes from, you know, the back, back door pilot they did on last season's The Rookie. And I'm definitely going to watch that. And then yeah. I ended up watching the, yeah. the rest of the episodes from the season for free. Oh. <laughs> it's like, I did like the show and it's not mm-hmm. doing that thing where, oh, we're going to attract these people. Mm. I, I feel really bad. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, you know, when he was talking about, um, you know, that whole law and order universe yeah. and how, um, how they do portray the cops. And it's like, no, we're not going to make them look like that, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? do some of the things that they do in real life um so they're going to be our heroes and Mm -hmm. yeah they're going to save the day they're going to get this case of this rape and they're going to solve it whereas in Mm -hmm. real life you have so many you know rape kits that are still untested now i do know um the lead actress she's put her name behind like trying to get a lot of that addressed in different areas Mm -hmm. um and that's helped some but there's still so much that needs to be done because the world is yeah, the world is shit. And it was also interesting how some of the actual detectives in the real world have learned some things from the show. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. On See, that, like how to deal some, with some of those things. Yeah. And that's some good that can come from mm-hmm. shows like that. Yeah. Even if they do idealize yeah. police. Yeah. you know, then that can be something for real life police to aspire to. Yes, that would be nice. Mm-hmm. And then I, uh, you know, I watch Chicago Hope. I'm not Chicago Hope. That's the old show. Chicago or- Med. Okay, okay. Chicago <laughs> Med. I'm like, and since it's produced by the same guy, Dick Wolf, so yeah. does he do the same thing with, <laughs> you know, with the with the firefighters the firefighters with the doctors i mean there are some archetypes with you know with the doctors there are you know he just does what he thinks is right whether or not the it's you know aligns with the patient's wishes can't do that right so anyway it was it was a good one though do go watch last week tonight um even if it's well go watch it period Mm -hmm. It won like, the Emmy again. I was going to mm-hmm. say, that's one of the mm-hmm. reasons why I did not understand that bit because he deserved it. And like, there were people posting on Twitter talking about, oh, well, he got this again. And that's why Jimmy did what he did because he was upset because this other guy keeps winning because he's winning for a reason. Exactly. It's that fantastic. This is the I, best show. Exactly. Yeah. And I complain about Succession getting it again, but I will never complain about Last Week's mm-hmm. Night winning because they talk about very relevant relevant stories yeah. things that and we definitely Jimmy always doesn't. need to know <laughs> at all so, yeah. sorry mm-hmm. actually not sorry yeah mm-hmm. yeah but you Quentin was very gracious throughout yes. the entire 
personal. You don't need to spread the love around when other shows aren't as deserving. Yeah. But when we're talking about succession versus mm-hmm. Better Call Saul versus Ozark and the mm-hmm. other shows that were up for best drama, yeah, they were all excellent. Yeah. And yeah. so in this case, was Better Call Saul better than succession this year? Yeah, because I finished Better Call Saul. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it was. But even if people think, okay, they were equal, well, this was better call Saul's last season. Okay. So yes, yeah. they have one more chance, Yeah. but I, I do mm-hmm. think that when it comes down to but, but yeah, people will have forgotten it yeah. by next year, even though they'll get for your consideration screeners. So I do think that when it's something's last season and you're voting, if something has never won before all else being equal, if it's its last season, I think that deserves brownie points. Yeah, that should go into mm-hmm. consideration. Definitely. Yes. If it, they've never won anything. And right. you said what, 40? 46. 46. Yeah. I felt sad every because they, they kept putting the camera on, on them. Yeah. Every time. Yep. And they were so gracious, mm-hmm. but when Bob did not, when Bob Odenkirk did not win best lead actor in a drama series, yeah, he did look sad. And then there yeah. was, I think, I don't remember who posted it on Twitter. I think it may have been Ray Seahorn, something really sweet about, yeah. you know, he deserved all the awards and he replied and uh, it was just so sad. Yeah. yeah. But he knows how loved. He and the show are, yeah. but he's very much adored. And, and yeah, it, it is that extra bit of goodness to see like that tangible item, that thing that you can look at to say, I did oh. this thing. Yeah. But I, I just hope he understands exactly how, how much he's touched everybody who has seen that show. Yeah. Like, is, was it us? Or were we talking about how much the show is elevated beyond Breaking Bad? Or was it... We've commented on it. I don't know if we had a full discussion on it on here, but we definitely commented on it. I mean, you, you couldn't have this show this way without breaking bad, of course. Yeah. But I totally agree. It did elevate breaking bad. And in many ways, I think it was better. Like it sort of, not sort of, it took what was excellent about breaking bad and it perfected it. Yep. So again, you had to have Breaking Bad first. So it's not taking anything away from Breaking Bad, but I, I wonder if there are people who thought this was quote derivative because it came off of the back of Breaking Bad and Breaking Bad was so novel, but it wasn't. So it was came concerned. off of Breaking Bad, but yeah. it did it better Mm-hmm. And it did, it went into new areas. Absolutely. And, and that's a difference because we've seen shows before where there's been a spinoff, but it's basically the same show exactly. with just a couple of different people in the lead. Right. Like it could be the same, like The Closer. I love that show back in the day. When, when my girl left. And, no, nine one the Moon Star. You are so funny. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah no um 
Better Call Saul, it, 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 it took the beginnings from Breaking Bad and it, it, it made the character better. Mm-hmm. It, 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 like um, now all the characters like, that were that were from Breaking Bad. Yeah, we got to know them so much Even more. more. Yep. And now if we were to go back and rewatch Breaking Bad, Yes. It would make Breaking Bad that much better. It already yes. makes me yeah. see all of those characters in a different lot, not different, more yeah. deeper. Yeah. 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 Deeper light. Yeah. yeah. It was deeper an light. Interesting... Does that make sense? No. Well, <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's an interesting writing exercise also mm-hmm. to get him from here to there where we know him and then beyond, mm-hmm. you know? And, and make it all fit together. Yeah. yeah. And that ending really, really nailed it. Yes. That mm-hmm. needs to go down <laughs> as one of the best endings yes. of any TV yeah. show ever. I agree. Mm-hmm. We've it seen happened. it so many times where shows have just fumbled that last yeah. episode and they landed it perfectly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I did not know what was going to happen. Y'all know I don't like to predict or even yeah. hope. Yeah. Was so yeah. good. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> music. So, get to our main topic here. Yes. Soundtrack. Music. It's uh, very important. Sometimes it makes the show, sometimes it enhances it, sometimes mm-hmm. it, <laughs> it ruins it. Yeah. Yeah, it it's can. Like, oh yeah. My God. yeah, it can. Overpower. Yeah. yeah, if it overpowers it. I think in something that we watched recently um, in Heather's there was a lot of time when there was a scene and then the music came on and I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, mm-hmm. it was ridiculous. And then in, and then I'm going back to, back to true blood and some things and they play a song and I'm like, Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. So yeah. did we, didn't we watch something over the past year, probably at one of the film festivals that either had no music at all or almost no music. And obviously it was a conscious choice, but it, it worked for, and, and also for a lot of the film festivals, that's independent film and music is very expensive. Right. So, I mean, that's another, another issue. So we don't know if there was a creative choice or. You know, oh, but whatever. I had read whatever I'm thinking of was a creative choice. Okay. It wasn't a budget thing. It was, okay. It was, yeah. But I'm wondering if it was that film with Richard Jenkins and the family and that last shot down the, wasn't it Richard Jenkins? I don't remember. And the last, last shot down the hallway and you're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And then the door closes. Y'all remember that one? I don't remember. Oh, yes, no. you do. All I- takes place in the apartment. Did you not watch it? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That in that apartment. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember if there was. It was like Thanksgiving dinner. Yes, like Stephen Yeun. And, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. the name of it, even though we all loved it. Yeah, but like Especially that's just, like that had a similar effect of what would happen with a, a quiet place. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that in the movie theater, and like that had an, an absence of sound for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like I remember mm-hmm. being in the movie theater, like afraid to even take a bite of popcorn because like the, the movie theater, the movie theater was so quiet because 
like the yes. point of it if you made a sound the monsters was gonna well, they were gonna come get you mm-hmm. um and like that that did not take away that enhanced it mm-hmm. like so that felt a little different from what i was used to like usually what we said already i'm used to there's being some kind of sound to set the mood to evoke mm-hmm. some kind of feeling for me and like that the, the absence of the sound there that did evoke it evoked mm-hmm. fear <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah 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 in that case you didn't need Jaws or Halloween music yeah. to evoke fear right. was the yeah. lack of noise that did it, <laughs> yes. lack of music yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, but like you just said, music is huge. Just you know how much I love my horror movies, and mm-hmm. like music has set the tone. When I think of mm-hmm. The Exorcist or yeah. like you said, Halloween or any Carpenter movie, I think mm-hmm. of like the music that was created to go along with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like. <laughs> and just like the sound will that even hearing a bit of it will take you back to that place not the time you first saw it because who can remember the first time they saw anything except for the quiet place just because of that effect (laughs) you remember the first time you saw psycho yeah i remember remember the first time i saw jaws and the exorcist absolutely okay Mm -hmm. oh actually i do because i saw the exorcist my uncle insisted we all got together we were in a basement the lights were out and i had to go pee So yeah, I do remember the first time I saw that and like, yeah. I actually remember the first time I saw Poltergeist, Halloween and Friday the 13th. Wow. The original yeah. or Friday the 13th? The original? Original of all those. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I was so young. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about That's when true. they first thing came out. Yeah. Yes. I remember seeing them for the first time because yeah. I mean, horror films in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there mm-hmm. there's some other films I remember seeing for the first time when I really loved them and they had an impact, yeah. made an impact. Yeah, yeah. I, I do remember seeing the Nightmare on Elm Street, like the very beginning of it. Oh for yeah, that time ever. That um, I was at my uncle and aunt's house. Everybody else was outside doing things. It was probably a cookout or something. And of course, I was in their room and it was on. And I was like, "Ooh, what's this?" And it had the yeah you know, the sound and the mood to go with it. I was like, "Ooh," you know, I was very young when I saw it. I love that kind of shit. So did you pick a horror? Let, let's go ahead and start. Did you pick a horror movie? as no! one of yours? Of course I didn't, which is, well, no, because then we would be here for hours. Oh, yeah. So I, it's not. <laughs> okay. Did not anyone pick, all in itself. Did anyone pick Jaws? Yeah. No. No. All right. Uh, massive honorable mention though, because. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's go. And then. Okay. And with this also, there are different ways you can go with this. You can pick score or you can pick soundtrack. Yeah, All the minor scores. Okay. All the minor scores. Yeah. I didn't do any soundtracks. I have one that's uh, mostly soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got scores. Yeah. I've got one that's mostly soundtrack, even though there was a score also to go with it. And they actually won an award for it. So, yay. Well, you start, Court. Oh, damn. Give us one. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll give you, um, initially, I had picked um, Grease because, like, that was one that stuck in my head. But it got knocked off the list because as I was getting ready and doing further research, I was like, how the hell are you not going to say Purple Rain? What is wrong (laughs) with you? Because, like, there's, there's specific reasons why I have to pick Purple Rain. When we were talking about this, I wanted to pick something that's very visceral that make that takes me back to maybe the first time I ever saw it or just a memory. Um, so for some reason, I remember watching this. We did a lot of stuff in basements. I remember watching this <laughs> at the basement in my grandma's house. And I remember saying, 
that's my boyfriend. I was five. I was five when I said that. It's um, adorable. <laughs> but like, this is one of those movies. You guys know I like to watch movies over and over again. I can't tell you how many times I've seen this movie. Um, but like just that entire soundtrack. Some of the songs, of course, are super inappropriate from like five years old. But how would I possibly know what darling Nikki was talking about? Um, I didn't even really know when I was in high school. I was so innocent. <laughs> right. See? I know. And you, I didn't you pay just, attention. And, and, and you're not many. Most times, you who listens to lyrics? Like so, even some of the oh, things I, I like when we were. I mean, I. Oh my God. I read them when they were on. I, I was so pissed off if they weren't written on the album. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and that was like the time when albums were getting banned because of their lyrics. Yeah. Oh, and I don't yeah. remember if Prince had them inside his album cover or on the sheet. I feel like a lot of them ended up having them. Um, like, see, I, I wasn't around for the records. <laughs> Vinyl um, days, or the original vinyl, vinyl the days, original yeah. vinyl but like the cassettes I remember getting cassette tapes and like um like unfolding like the entire uh, insert mm-hmm. insert and mm-hmm. then like that would have the lyrics in it mm-hmm. um and not I do remember them, yeah not, I mean not, not all, all of them all cases yeah right and right not for this one because like I, I okay. never bought a cassette for Purple Rain but I remember sitting there and like reading through the lyrics and following along with my favorite song so yeah you are right um, but we've gotten away from that since streaming, or at least I got away from it with streaming. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, I, the only way I go back and like actually listen to the lyrics now is if I'm playing something that's super loud. I'm like, what did you say? And then like, there's this feature <laughs> on like Apple. Say? Yeah. Or, or yes. something. And right. I was like, and I, I texted y'all about something. I don't even remember what song it was. I was like, have y'all gone back and listened to this one recently? Did he really say that thing about her? Wait a minute, what? that sounds inappropriate and I feel like I'm an old lady now that's an inappropriate everything's inappropriate now massively inappropriate back then <laughs> probably yeah, not it still was yeah 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 um but like for for Purple Rain um like I said I, I've gone back and rewatched this movie so many different times and it was only as I was getting older that I, I recognized the significance of a lot of the different songs and like how close it had to do with him personally and like I'll I'll always 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 cry and remember like that 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 moment when he's actually playing Purple Rain like for me like that's that's not the whole movie but like that's that's why I'm here yeah and like when when they're standing around swaying with the with the lighter I want a lighter too because I don't sway too I'm gonna cry and I'm gonna sway and then that's gonna go off and we're gonna go into the next set and I can't sing because Kelly will kill me but um, you know, you get up and you have you have to dance. This is a movie you have to watch. You have to dance. Like it, it, it evokes so many different emotions with you through for you throughout the entire time you're watching this thing. And I, I don't, I, I'm bad because most movies, um, like Marvel has taught me to sit through the credits. But this is one where I would sit through the credits because this movie, like yeah. they play them, they play more. the song. Yeah, they play the mm-hmm. song all over again. Play the different songs for you all over again. Um, so yeah, Purple Rain, number one. Awesome. Susan? Okay, I will go with my soundtrack movie here. And it is The Matrix. The soundtrack from The Matrix. All those, you know, like Rage Against the Machine, Rob Zombie, all that stuff. You know, club music. Yeah. 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 And I, I listened to that over and over and over and over again. So, you know. 
Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. And we're talking the original Matrix. Yes. 1999's yeah. The Matrix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they it. tried in the other ones, but it didn't quite grab me like the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. My number one, and this has been my number one score since the film came out in, oh gosh. Yeah. I think it was 1988. The soundtrack to the last temptation of Christ by Peter okay. Gabriel film Martin mm-hmm. Scorsese based on the novel by Nikos Kazantzakis and Oh my God, I have said for years that if I, if I were, okay, if I could have only one album to listen to for the rest of my life, I think this would be it. I'm not sure if it would be anymore because I need to sing when I listen to music and there's nothing to sing to with this. There's one song, a different drum that has some quote vocal. I mean, there are others that have vocals. This one, it kind of sounds like it has lyrics, but it's not. It's Gabrielese. So it's just, it's Peter Gabriel and Yusuandor singing unintelligible lyrics that are called Gabrielese. Okay. And so I have been trying to sing along for as long as this album has gotten out. <laughs> And I just make shit up for, for what I think the lyrics kind of sound like. Now, since it's not the original music, can you give us a sample of what you made up? No. Okay. No. <laughs> no, so like based on mood or whatever at the time. Yeah. No, it's yeah. just whatever. Yeah. And so like, it, it's just, so this is like, it's not when Peter Gabriel was getting into world music, but this really brought it to the forefront because mm-hmm. he's got Yusuf Doran, Nusrat Fatel Ali Khan, Mahmoud Tabrizi, who plays the or was playing the Kemenche. I don't know what that is. I forgot to look it up. Um, Ravi Shankar. It just and the, all the music sounds like. It is, you know, in the Middle East where Jesus was, even though it's Peter Gabriel. So at least he made it as authentic as possible. (laughs) You know, Scorsese hires white dude (laughs) to make music about a film about Jesus. Jesus being played by white dude, Willem Dafoe. So we won't talk about authenticity, but anyway, and the, I won't go into all the details, but I just have to say a little bit this. Okay. So first the soundtrack, he spent six weeks on it, even though the film studio wanted him to have only three weeks because they wanted mm-hmm. to rush it out. They wanted to put the album out the same day that the film, or actually before the film came out. And he's like, this is going to be a standalone thing and I'm going to make it perfect. And it was and that first song the feeling begins that percussion it's not that it sounds like the rhythm of the heat but it's got this same vibe going in that he knows exactly how long to let the percussion go how to let it build up and then when to end it 
There's so many other songs by so many other people. They don't let the, the, the drums build the way they should. And then they cut them way too short. It's like, oh my God, I was just getting into it. What are you doing? So that's my number one. So you've got to go listen Perfect. to Peter Gabriel this afternoon now. Yes. Right? Oh, yes. Yeah. But I mean, that's the, the, the joy of doing this topic is that I did listen to a lot of my Mm-hmm. my music catalog yeah mm-hmm. I like, went oh, listen yeah, I remember this <laughs> yeah I didn't listen to this whole soundtrack again but I listened to several of my favorites and then would let them go into the next and be like okay mm-hmm. I need this other one that I love and just listening to my favorite one a different drum like oh my god actually those mm-hmm. two are my favorites the feeling begins in a different drum yeah. just sitting there and like get teary-eyed because they're just so beautiful yeah Mm-hmm. love peter gabriel yeah. yeah all right so my next one i picked some formative courtney like what brought the courtney that y'all know and love um <laughs> so the next one of course is dirty dancing Aww. like that was released oh, yeah. back in um 87 and of course it had a bunch of songs from the 50s because that's when it was supposed to be set mm-hmm. um was it like big girls don't cry be my baby mm-hmm. um that trot, trot the fox is not one of my favorites but like do you love me uh stay where are you tonight and uh was it the hey mickey song y'all mm-hmm. know what i'm talking about yeah so i'm sitting there listening to it and y'all know me but like my family are like why are you listening to songs from the 50s what's wrong with you what's going on and hey like that was that was one of the cassettes one of the first cassettes that i bought and i would play it back to back to back to back to back front to back mm-hmm. Um, because that's how we used to do front, first side, second side, side A, side to B. Um, because- and then one day you got a uh, dual, whatever you know, where it plays back and forth automatically. Uh, no, then we got CDs. Yes. Well, <laughs> then there's yeah. that. I skipped that one. I went yeah, that straight one. to CD. Yeah, straight to yeah, straight to CD. Um, but like th- that, th- this movie gave me my love of movies, uh, not movies, of music from before I was born. Like I, th- that hadn't been something I had gone looking for. And like, we didn't have, we didn't back, back then, we didn't have all the technology we have now where I can just go to YouTube and put up whatever I want to. We had radio stations. So mm-hmm. if I didn't have the album and I wanted to go, listen, yeah, I had to wait. Or I had to go find the oldies station. And when we say oldies now, you know, they're playing a lot of our music. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. You got Actually, New Order our, playing in the grocery store. Our music is considered classic. And oldies True. are still like 50s and 60s. You're right. You're yeah. right. But the fact that they're calling our music, like Whitney Houston is called classic. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's weird. And yeah, and, and it's played in grocery stores. Yes. But at least they don't play Muzak anymore. Uh, yes. Most places. It's rare. To hear Muzak. It's very rare. Just an elevator. That's, yeah. That's so they play our it. stuff instead of yeah. Muzak most places. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that, that one was, was number two for me just because of that. And of course, I would listen to the music and it would take me back into the movie. Like I'd remember the specific scene of where this thing happened or where this played. Um, and this is what made me love Otis Redding, which is, Aww. I should have already loved Otis Redding because he's amazing. But between this and, um, what is it? Is it Pretty in Pink? Try, try oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. 
gotta love Mimi Reef. They mm-hmm. they give us like our artists that we love. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or they showcase them, let's say that. Well, the one that I chose next, I like the soundtrack and the score. And it is a wait, now I have to find it again. Surprise, it's a biopic. Um, oh. I know. And I like the score because they were songs that I could play while I was working on my Mm -hmm. clients. So it was kind of spa-ish. And the soundtrack were songs like, you know, Bill Withers' Lovely Day, Mm. Plastic Bertrand, Saplan Pour Moi, you know, just that range of, (laughs) of, uh, of music that you know, and I like both of those already before the movie. Um, and the movie is 127 hours. Oh, wow. And yeah. Cool. Exactly. And uh, who did the, the score? A.H. Raman. Right. So cool. uh, let me take a look and see if I can find what else this composer has done. Uh, Slumdog Millionaire, Ms. Marvel, the show. So, and yeah, a lot of these others, it's like, no, <laughs> I have not heard of them. They are um, in their Indian movies, you know, mm-hmm. playing in India. So I guess that's where he was discovered <laughs> for cool. this. That's awesome. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know. I, I like the the score that kind of comes out and grabs you and it's like, oh, I could listen yeah. to that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you know, you know what happens in the movie. So mm-hmm. yeah. I've seen the the documentary and uh, so whatever. So, but, you know, I like the music they chose for this. So, yeah. yeah. And if you want to see it again, it's on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> I did not look up to see where my choices are, except for one of them, because we just know. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and we know The Matrix is on, well, it was on HBO. HBO. So I I haven't checked it after the, uh, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, it's an expensive one, so it might not be there. True. (laughs) But it might be there because, you know, they were part of the new one. Anyway, whatever. And why don't people own it? That's one to own. I own yeah, it. I own, I own it. Too. Of course. Yeah. Even though the first one's the only one I really rewatch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a trilogy pack. It was a sale. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, if you're going to buy it, just buy the whole quadrology. That, right. Now you got to buy the updated quadrilogy pack. Yeah. Quadrilogy. Yeah. It's on HBO. Yeah. yeah. So whatever. Okay. And the third one. No, no, Kelly, your second one. Okay, so my second one is The Revenant, the score by Ryuichi Sakamoto, Alvinoto, and Bryce Desner. Desner. So if y'all remember, this was not, oh, and the film is by Hondro Gonzalez Iñárritu. And if y'all, and uh, starring Leonardo DiCaprio with his first best actor Oscar. And Tom Hardy. And if y'all remember, this score was not eligible for 
best score because, or here, here's the Academy's rule states, quote, scores diluted by the use of track themes or other pre-existing music diminished in impact by the predominant use of songs or assembled from the music of more than one composer shall not be eligible. So this score used three composers, though predominantly Sakamoto. It used excerpts of existing work by a few music luminaries, including John Luther Adams and Oliver Messiaen, sorry, Olivier Messiaen. It used some harmonies of Adams Become Ocean and won a Pulitzer Prize in 2014. It's sampled from, not sampled from, but it was inspired by a few other things. Similarly, the year before, Inyaritu's Birdman, that soundtrack was also ineligible on the grounds that the percussion-heavy score by Antonio Sanchez was supplemented by classical music cues. So a score that used two or that combined two styles wasn't eligible. So basically, you use more than one composer, Mm -hmm. you get creative with your score, or you combine styles so you get complicated and creative and whoops, you're ineligible. So if you're anyone but John Barry or John Williams mm-hmm. or uh, Thomas Newman, Danny Elfman, no, mm-hmm. you're ineligible. I'm exaggerating, but you, you yeah. understand. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. Like you're, you're being punished for being innovative. Yes. Like you were trying, like, I want you to experiment. Try yes. something different. Mm-hmm. Same. Same. And it was a couple years later, and I wish I could remember the film, but so it was very recent. It was since the pandemic. Mm-hmm. John Will, so I could have looked it up. John Williams won for something that, or he was at least nominated. Okay, yeah, nominated. Maybe it's for one of the Fantastic Beasts films. I don't remember. He was nominated for something, and the music, or a Star Wars thing. And the music clearly was rehashing from previous films. How is that allowed? Mm-hmm. It was not a freaking original score. Right. It was a rehashed score, but he's John Williams. So he gets a pass. But Riwichi Sakamoto, and specifically Alejandro Gonzalez Iñárritu, Mm-hmm. does not get a pass yeah foreigners and you know maybe one of those uh systemic rules that would keep out like rap music yes mm-hmm. like that yes that, that relies on samples and right mm-hmm. exactly it's like we don't want that no we, we just want classical music yeah right pure no jazz in there because that riffs literally off of other styles. Yeah. yeah. So pure classical music mm. or show tunes. Hmm. That's fine. Yeah. Is this rule still in effect? Yeah. At least I, I haven't don't... found that it changed. I don't, I can't swear to it. 
we'd have to look it up pre this coming year's Oscars. Yeah. I very much dislike this rule because yeah. like there have been so many different, you know, just things produced that have done exactly what you're saying. That's evoked so much emotion and no, it wasn't completely original. Like, um, I don't know if y'all have seen it yet, but the, tra- the new trailer for Wakanda forever has Tim's singing no woman, no cry. And then of course it kind of mixes in, um, all right from God, I, I wrote his name down and, but I, I'll, I'll get it, but it, it mixes it in. It samples some older music and like the emotion that, that, trailer takes you through because of the well not just because of the music because right. things that happens in it but it's fitting it's perfect like there's this somberness and this mourning and then you get this a building of excitement with a mix of the music like that's what this is supposed to be talking about like, well that's then what that this- won't then that won't be eligible probably for original song because it sounds like it's, not, it's original. not original yes yeah, not it's marley right no woman no cry mm-hmm. right yeah right no that's Stinks. Yep. Kendrick Lamar. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Of. Okay. It's amazing things will pop in your head. <laughs> yep. yep. Ooh. Yep. All right. So that's my second choice. Move on to third. Yep. Let's go and it's third. not that all of these are in order for us, even though Last Impression oh, Christ right. Christ is yeah. my number one, but these other two are not in order. Yeah, no. My third choice, like, this is where I'm going to start to cheat a little bit because this was hard. My third choice is really hard to choose between um, because the one I originally had on the list and I'm going to talk about right now uh, and then we'll, we'll talk about our, you know, this is on the, the ones we, we'll, we'll name the ones that we didn't name. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the one I'm going to stick with is Into the Spider-Verse. Um, that this, yeah, like this came out in 2018 and we'll do what Kelly did. Um, it was directed by Peter Ramsey, Barb Perchetti and, um, Rodney Rothman. The music was composed by Daniel Pemberton. Um, but this, like this was, this is the animated movie. Like you don't expect an animated movie to be, it's not prestige, but like I've seen cartoons and animated films before. I've loved them all, but like the music with this and of course the story like it pulls at you because you have a, um, a superhero, a teenage superhero of color um, who's coming into his, his own. And like, he's, he's showcased, he's the star. You get to see him taking his hero's journey. And of course the music takes you there too. And mm-hmm. so I have probably listened to the soundtrack more than I've watched the movie itself. Mm-hmm. And it's a very enjoyable movie. I've seen it quite a few times, but like I can listen to this soundtrack every day, cover to cover, just because of the energy that it gives me. And I it's just, you, you've heard it, Kelly, right? Yeah. But like, What's Up Danger by Black Way and Black Caviar, Sunflower by Swaley and Post Malone, Wake, Wait, Way Up by Jaden Smith, um, and Familia, Annual AA, Nikki Minja. But just like the, the different sounds, like there are so many sounds, like we were just talking about this, that don't get honored at certain award shows. Like you, you, you kind of hear like the same-ish things, even though they have to be original. Mm-hmm. I made a face. Um, but you don't get to hear these voices be honored, um, like at award shows, like with this. And like, this just had so many different types of, um, of sounds to go with it and so many different types of moods. And I just, the energy with the soundtrack was just perfect from start to finish. 
if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. The court, that's why it's, that's why it's hard out there for composers. It is. It's hard out there for composers. And I'm going to support Paul as much as I can. I was just thinking of that. that, I was Mm -hmm. thinking of that movie and that song. It was so important that that won. Exactly. Yeah. It won best original song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not like score, but yeah, it was huge that that song won. Massive. Yeah. The fact that we're still, what was she? she was the only, I'm sorry, I'm going back to the Emmys. Um, Shirley Ralph was only the second black woman to win mm-hmm. in that category. Ever, the first yeah. person, yeah, the first person who uh, who won it was Jack A. Harry. Mm-hmm. And she congratulated her. And I did not know, so I'm taking it back. I did not know that Shirley Ralph was the original person they wanted to play her character in 227. So like she oh. brought it together. But like okay. the fact that there was such a separation between this award being one and hers is a problem and same thing for it's hard out here like we Mm -hmm. shouldn't we shouldn't still be you know having milestones (laughs) no milestones should be done yeah except for individuals like hey i won my emmy right won my first emmy that's the milestone not i'm the i'm the second black woman to win this emmy no yeah those should be done um, and they were talking about on Good Morning America. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm now sidetracking us, but they were talking about Good Morning America because it's um, Hispanic. Um, um, Hispanic they were Heritage talk- Month. Yes. Like that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and they were talking about how um, you know Hispanics make up 18% of the population, and of course that's going to grow even further. But like they are so much less represented when it comes to films and mm-hmm. and TV. Um, and like they were talking about that and I can just imagine what it is for nominations as well. Like it's, it's probably worse. I remember one year when, um, what was it? Oscars so white, they actually did the Mm -hmm. breakdown to show you like the different demographics that we've been nominated. Mm -hmm. So like we we still have a far way to go. Mm -hmm. And even, especially when it comes to music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, <laughs> I've been going back and forth and back and forth. I don't know which one to pick here <laughs> because I have one from my childhood and then I have another one from, you know, recent history that that was on my list, but I, I don't know. Pick one um, to discuss and then one that you'll name later. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Um, I'll pick the one from my childhood because- we, we haven't had a musical yet no, <laughs> so, nope. and it is Jesus Christ Superstar mm. from, uh, you know, early seventies. And, you know, we had the, the actual vinyl album wow. <laughs> would listen to that a lot. Uh, you know, I, I knew the, you know, I knew the music before I ever saw the movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And I think it was probably based on the you know an actual musical that played in the theaters you know on broadway first mm-hmm. but um yeah but it was one of our um you know one of our albums played around the house a lot that's cool <laughs> yeah awesome so, yeah and I'll, I'll wait to mention the other one okay <laughs> all right so y'all already know what my third one is. What is Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Leftovers, boo. 
the leftovers uh yes soundtrack by max richter mm-hmm. and i mean sorry oh, score. score score by max richter and i love the soundtrack so a few of the highlights of the three seasons of the soundtrack starting out with retrograde by james blake episode uh, season one episode one mm-hmm. where's my mind by the pixies where's my mind by max sense siren if i'm pronouncing that correctly sign of the judgment by the mcintosh county shout mm-hmm. shouters i've only got uh i've got only two more <laughs> hey, two more to name specifically <laughs> I've got dreams to remember when Kevin and Nora have dinner in season one and when Kevin and Nora dance in the finale in the book of Nora Mm -hmm. and the best use of a piece of music ever homeward bound sad karaoke. Okay. Let's see. I would have added in there. (laughs) Go for it. So I I couldn't name them all. Well, no, but. I mean, there are good choices there. Um, see, now it's, it's gone. It's, it's a, a cover of another song. And I think our, well, besides the, the aha in yes, the third season, awesome. uh, the all the, the different covers. I, I like the French horn one best. Yeah. Besides that, there's another cover. Of, uh, from Greece. Yes. Yes. That one. I love Fang. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh what is the name of the song you better shape up because i need a man if, uh, yeah. Guys, if I, mm-hmm. um, yeah and what it, is the name of that you're the one that i want thank you yeah and it's completely done in like a lounge style yes. and it's not a um you know it's not perky show tune per- right <laughs> so, fabulous and i just yeah yeah it's wonderful yeah just such a variety of songs that fit Mm -hmm. every mood and the songs all mean something to that scene Mm -hmm. uh even the song that's used for the opening credits in season two let the mystery be iris dement it's a yeah. dippy song. I can't say that I like the song, but you know, we You've use that ref- to like it. Yeah. yeah. We use that yeah. refrain all the time. Like whenever yeah. we have, whenever we had a question that was going unanswered, we, uh, unanswered mm-hmm. and we were podcasting about it in real time back when the show was actually on and we'd say, let the mystery be, you know, it just, mm-hmm. yes, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with the where is my mind mm-hmm. didn't they have like okay they several had the, versions yeah the original and then of course i think there were maybe two different yes. covers in the other seasons yes yeah. not just the so. two that i mentioned but yeah right there were others. right mm-hmm. and uh, and even instrumental that maybe max richter did i don't know possibly, possibly. Yeah. yeah just don't know yeah. but i uh, i knew you were going to pick richter you want to know how I knew you were going to pick Richter? Because we watched Invasion. And even before we even watched one episode, you were like, hey, you guys, wait until you watch this first episode and then t- tell me what y'all think I first caught the first couple of minutes. It wasn't even okay, minutes. It was two notes in. Yes. It was yes. The, ro- the credits were rolling and it was two notes and I paused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and it was like, wait a minute. And then let him go. <laughs> <laughs> and it showed up 
and I texted y'all I then. Knew it. But I because <laughs> it, it was like name that tune. And, and it would for me, it wasn't name that tune, it was name that composer, literally two notes. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yes. So I had to pick something. It was by Max Richter, and this is the only thing I could do. So yes. Okay. Um, so let me nay, I, I have to rattle off some women. Yeah. Notice that none of us named a single woman composer. Yeah. And that sucks. And there are plenty of excellent women composers. So I looked up some, um, because honestly, and I hate to say this, only one jumped out at me from a particular Mm -hmm. movie. And that's Amy Mann from Magnolia. Yeah. They should be jumping out at us. So when I looked some up, I did not realize that it was a woman who did the score for the original Tron Mm -hmm. for A Clockwork Orange and The Shining. And her name is Wendy Carlos. I know. know. It's not crazy. Uh, Rachel Portman did the scores for The Joy Luck Club, Beloved, Never Let Me Go, and more. Just, I love those films. Mm -hmm. Tamar Kali did the score for Mudbound. And Pindar Toprak did the score for Captain Marvel. She is the first woman to score a Marvel film. Milestone. (laughs) See, you said that and I thought of all the other ones that have come before. No, all the Marvel movies. Right. Okay. Yep. How many Marvel films have been directed by a woman? One. Three. Which one? Is it one? One. Is it Captain Marvel? We gotta look it up. Wasn't uh oh no, it's uh Wonder Woman is DC. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Our our girl did Eternals. Hmm? Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, yeah. So so two at least. (laughs) Oh, Chloe Zhao and Nia no, that's Candyman. I was gonna say Nia DaCosta. Is she doing a Marvel movie? Yeah, she's supposed she's scheduled to do one for 2023. The Marvel. She's done the novel. Marvel. So can we count that one? <laughs> so that's three. No. Yeah. Three women, three Marvel films. And if you could see the list I'm looking at, you're probably looking at the same thing of Marvel directors. And they're mostly all white men. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not going to complain the fact that I, I, I enjoy my Marvel movies, but you, you do get something different when you, uh, a little bit of diversity in when i think of my favorite marvel movies it's usually um one done by a person of color yeah mm-hmm. those Sorry. are my favorites um black panther mm-hmm. yep i still haven't seen the eternals uh is everything everywhere all at once marvel no, no. you are a, so funny it's just a standalone <laughs> no good it's a standalone thing isn't it yes cool it's- yeah it's not no, that's what she, i yeah, thought she's I'm a superhero thrilled. but yeah right okay good i'm glad it's a standalone mm-hmm. and who directed yeah. it it's not a white man is it two it's it's a white man and a an asian man okay that's what um, i thought i remember yeah. the asian man i didn't know it was two the daniels oh, mm-hmm. oh okay okay cool 
No, I'm glad that what I named as in our our island island NATO podcast, where we named the films that summarize everything there is to know about us. And then at the end, I made us pick one (laughs) and that's the one I picked. So I'm glad it's not horrible. Oh, absolutely. Um, And I was just thinking about, like you were talking about, we were talking about the directors and of course directors kind of help with the music too, just a little bit. They feed into the music and like Black Panther was going to be on my list if um, Into the Mm -hmm. Spider-Verse was not. And um, they actually won uh, an award. I think they, they won the first Oscar or not. Mm-hmm. Oscar. They won the first Oscar for Marvel um, with the, maybe it was the costume. Like it was the same Definitely year. Definitely costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was the same year, but Ludwig Gorenson won um, for best score. I think it was at the 71st yeah. award show. Um, but like th- that score, I-, I won't say too much about it because Kelly said just listening. <laughs> but like that score evoked so much emotion along with the soundtrack um like i would just sit there i i that was this black panther is probably the movie i've seen the most times in the movie theater i think i went six or seven times in the movie theater go and then of course i saw it again go ahead and say a little bit about the black panther score (laughs) uh well the black panther score like uh, the movie itself created this whole world and like we talked about it like all the different marvel movies are mostly with mostly like filmed by by white men Mm -hmm. and so this was a world um like created by a community a diverse we are diverse a diverse community of black folks and like i went to go see that movie so many different times because i felt welcomed into that world i got to see this world that they had built and it gave me so much black joy to watch that and listen to the music whether it was the score or the soundtrack itself um like there was so much like they, it was it was fun it, it it was emotional um i just had a good time throughout and like the, the score and the soundtrack did a lot of not heavy lifting because like the acting and the action and the story i bought into all of it so it all came together to give me mm-hmm. one of my favorites like i know um black panther for other people is maybe not to the top of the list but for me kelly you said black panther is one of my favorite marvel movies. yeah so. um yeah. And I know um, Chloe, Chloe Zhao, you haven't seen it yet, but like she did such a great job with the Eternals. She made the world even bigger than what it was before. Um, and I, I think some people had an issue because the style is very different from different superhero movies. It, it's yeah. exactly what you would think it was, Kelly. And you and I and Susan, we appreciate her for that. But other people were like, well, this is, it's, it, they, they thought it was boring and slow, but like it was very, evocative i thought and i'm very much looking forward to see where things go next people so, yeah mm-hmm. i jumped around a lot but yeah come on <laughs> for your mind try something different yeah if it's not iron man or the avengers then people just have to diss it yeah yeah you don't have to diss it. Enjoy it. Enjoy all the different things that you're getting. Like yes. we're getting a smorgasbord of different things that are lovely. Mm-hmm. That's like um, what's She-Hulk. You guys aren't really watching. You aren't watching that at all. <laughs> but it's the no. comedy um, led by Tatiana Maslany. Mm-hmm. And people are upset because, oh, you want to have this woman here. You want her to be a superhero. We already have a Hulk. So you can imagine all the things that, you know, 
they're saying just about mm-hmm. the show not even the quality of the show most of them haven't even watched it i mean do these people know that it's like it's a comic it's based on the comic right i mean this is right. a real character um they didn't just you know do this for the sake of diversity oh and that's what they'll say that's just like they have a problem with the little mermaid which i cannot yeah. wait to go see yes i'll take the children too but i'm mostly going for yeah. me because it looks cute yeah. as hell yeah and and one of the and reasons i'm my... really excited for it is because have you seen the videos of the little girls who are seeing this the the trailer for the little oh, yeah. mermaid or the no, teaser yeah. that's why i'm excited yeah it's excited they're just like oh she looks yeah. like me Aww. yeah yeah exactly yeah and and my my favorite tweet that has come back you know is like well y'all threw so many black people in the ocean what do you expect yes <laughs> of course the mermaid's oh, black right oh my that god tweet. that was perfect mm-hmm. that tweet was perfect mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and, 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 and you're and, mad because the mermaid's black Mm-hmm. don't get mad keep tweeting because that's going to make yeah. more people go see it yeah but wouldn't so she fun. be like an angry mermaid like in the original hans christian anderson exactly see that's what they don't want yeah exactly right. and so they yeah. know that this mermaid means business yeah yeah but yeah. it's disney so you know yeah. i also and- like the the memes that show I forget everyone in it, but they show like the re- the real Doctor Strange should be Tibetan, but played by a white woman. Yeah. And whatever, so and so was originally Native America. Uh, oh yeah, Johnny Depp's whatever Tonto or something. Oh, yeah, and then played by a white man, and such mm-hmm. and such should be Asian and played by you know white man, and on and oh, on. Less. And then, you know, White Mermaid played by a Black woman and everyone goes crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. all the other things are fine. Yeah. So. All right, Susan, what was the other <laughs> one that, that you. I have a, a couple of them, a couple of them. Um, because I, I enjoyed the fact that I could go and see a movie and like, oh, I could play that music, you know, in, in the spa. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really enjoy doing that. And I, I have um, The Hours. Oh, yes. And the oh. scores by Philip Glass. And oh. he's normally um, a little too annoying and repetitive for um, mm-hmm. spa music, but this was not nearly as annoying and repetitive mm-hmm. as his regular uh, music. So it, I, I found it was appropriate and it was That's fine. All. Love that one. Yeah. Oh. Um, the score of the movie Savages, mm-hmm. that yeah, you know, that worked for um, spa music also, <laughs> and uh, there will be blood. Oh the, yeah, the score from that Johnny from that Greenwood film. from Radiohead. Mm-hmm. 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 And then uh, another musical soundtrack, Hamilton. Of course, <laughs> does that count? Because yeah, <laughs> okay, it does. Technically, yeah, it's a movie. Jesus Christ Superstar. Okay. Okay. Same thing. I'm going to mention one video game. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Skyrim. Okay. Fabulous. So, in fact, two pieces from it end up playing 
at the uh, at my esthetician's place. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, that's awesome. Not when I'm not when she's doing my nails, mm-hmm. but if I'm getting a facial because then she changes the music to something calmer, and one of those two will end up. Yeah, that's cool on the playlist. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Not that they are spa pieces. They're just atmospheric mm-hmm. and awesome. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I should know the composer's name though. I've forgotten. It's a dude, of course. Of course. Oh, of course. We're terrible that we didn't pick any of these films. We'll do again. Women. Yeah. Let's, let's make that a thing for next year. Cause we're already making our list. Yeah. <laughs> let's pick a, the, the, the lady and then watch the movie. Yeah. We'll have a mm-hmm. composer week. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I do remember loving the score with Joy Luck Club. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That was some really of those good. scenes. It really helps the emotion. Yeah. As if you, you know, you don't really need it. Yeah. <laughs> but the music does accentuate it. So it's Rachel Portman, composer Absolutely. of Joy Luck Club. In the mood for love. <sighs> oh, always. In the mood for love, yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, okay. Well, uh, we don't know. I don't know who composed that. I don't. I was at, off the and top. It's probably not a woman. No, I know there are others, but I'm not naming them because they're men. Yeah. And huge men. Huge. So I'm not naming those. Purposely not naming them. All right. Well, I'm going to name a couple of mine. Um, the Bodyguard because Whitney Houston. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Empire Records, mostly because um, I, I loved it way back when, and I recently re- rewatched it with some friends, and then found myself re-listening to the soundtrack all over again. Um, just pulled way back into the '90s again. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, Taika directed that, of course. Um, yeah, and the album was awesome. '80s, so many different yes. '80s songs. And um, let me see, The Crow. Um, like yeah. there are so many emotions um, with that movie because of Brandon's death mm-hmm. um, and just seeing it and then listen to the soundtrack power that that yeah. the music is just powerful very true that one's mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. and uh, when we were talking about the Laura Mer- Mermaid of course I was suddenly thinking oh Disney songs yes <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <what I'm not. laughs> well they need Part their whole the episode yeah oh yeah so I won't go there, but like just Disney, everything Disney. Yeah. And Pixar scores. Yes. Like mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh that yeah. That's great. Yeah. Highlander had a great score done by, or yeah, soundtrack done by Queen. Oh, mm-hmm. right. mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. We could keep going. We okay. won't. Yeah. We can come to yeah. an end now. Yeah. Okay. What are we doing next week? Next week, we are finishing our seven deadly sins series finally right wow (laughs) yeah we are finishing with pride and we are watching the devil's advocate keanu Mm -hmm. charlie's theron Mm -hmm. before she was kicking ass yeah he was all sweet in this Mm -hmm. (laughs) cute and sweet Mm -hmm. And I think this, this is a movie that I saw in the theater mm-hmm. and I took mom with me. She hated it. Oh. I loved it. Yeah. I so loved I, it. I saw it with my first ex-husband. Mm-hmm. 
wait, what year did it come out? Let's, let's confirm this. Okay. Uh, 97. Yes. Then okay. 97. That's what I thought. Oh, mm-hmm. well then no. Then I saw a different movie with mom that she hated. No. Well, I'm glad she didn't hate this one. <laughs> she probably of didn't even Al- see it. And of course, Al Pacino didn't name him. Oh, yeah. Just figured everyone knew that, but. I mean, he's the devil. Mm-hmm. And y'all remember to be watching the leftovers. Yes. Because mm-hmm. that's I did coming- like you said. Yep. Watch it. Watch one a day. One yeah. a day. If you can only watch one a day. <laughs> right. I know it's hard. It just flow right into each other. There you go. So we'll get there. We'll get there in a couple weeks. And until then, everybody, geek on.